is if you're not consistent, you're dead. People will forget you. If you don't communicate your vision to the world in a podcast or in a different format, who else will do it for you? The answer is nobody. So you need to go out there and build your raving fan base. You need to go out there and push the boundaries of what you can do so that you can consistently share what you care about so that people know who you are, what you do, and how they can help you. So the advice I have for people is you want to start with one story. Like what's one way that you can convey your idea and then think of other ways. Hey, Brandon, how are you today? Very good, Elvis. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I mean, it's Saturday. It's been a while. Episode 10 finally came out. It's been a while since I've been in front of the microphone here. So uh, thanks for joining me and thanks for uh, being the number 10 in this uh, special uh, episode series of weekly and casual distancing talks, which is specially made uh, during the Corona times. Of course, so- man. Maybe before uh, we jump into understanding how to sell and actually keep our message consistent, you could basically tell to me and to audience and the listeners and viewers, basically, who are you and uh, what is Master Talks? Yeah, absolutely. So, so my name is Brennan. I'm the founder of Master Talk, which is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. How I got started was when I was in university. I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing footy or rugby or cricket or basketball or watching the sport. I obviously, as you can tell from looking at me, I'm not uh, prepared for any of those things. So what I did instead was I used that same competitive spirit to compete in business competitions so i presented competitively when i was in uni i did 500 presentations i coached dozens of people on public speaking and then i got a job in the corporate world then after i got that job i just asked myself a fundamental question which is how can i make a difference in the world what can i do differently for people that's what the idea for astro came to be because i realized a lot of the public speaking content on youtube was terrible so i started making videos in my mother's basement my production got better I got better, and here we are today. Okay, so so instead of becoming a professional basketball, football player, or cricket player, you decided to become a professional public speaker and a motivational person, right? You, you got it. I don't even know how to spell basketball, so uh, it's not going to be easy to go professional if you, I don't I mean, even know how to spell it. So. I, 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 used, I used to try to also go into basketball because of my uh, my length, my... Um, yeah, how how tall I am, but uh, you know, after you know, when I reach the destination and reach this um, decision process of like either I want to go study, which can be bring me a long way, either I can become a basketball player, which you know some of the basketball players retire early because you know they cannot you know perform hundred percent. So and I decided to go to study. So after you know seven nine years being a basketball player. And trying to go into this and use my, you know, my body, I kind of went into studies, and I never regret, you know, I never regret, and you know, thanks, thanks, thanks to education and their journey, I'm here. But you know, I have also a question, you know, because recently I started listening to this um, uh, audio book by Simon Sinek, uh, the Why, and uh, also therefore I came to the 
a question, which is the first time I'm asking uh, the guest on this podcast is like, what is your why? That's, that's a great way of starting the conversation. I would say for me, the, the why is to solve as many problems as I can before I die. I think what I realized at a young age, Elvis, is I think the only thing that really matters is helping other people. You know, we we tend to believe that uh, we're getting a fancy car or, you know, getting the, the girlfriend that everyone wants to date or whatever it may be. You know, everyone is chasing these things. And I just got lucky because we live in an era where there's so much information that you can literally get on your fingertips. So I just learned from a bunch of experienced people who are 20, 30, 40 years older than you or have already died. And they all just said the same thing. Hey, you know what? I actually chased all these dumb things for the first 15 years of my adult life. And then I had this redemption where I kind of just went back to my roots. So I just looked at myself and said, let me skip the redemption. Let me skip that 15. Let me just go straight to the truth. And the truth is as follows. I believe my life is just to do something important, like to help other people achieve a certain goal. And for me, that ended up being two things. One is, of course, public speaking, in the sense that I just realized through the courses of my own life experiences that I was the youngest speech coach in the world. Like, So when I started coaching C-level executives, I was 23, and I started the YouTube channel, I was 22. So I could inspire um, you know, people in their 10s, people in their 20s, anybody to do their, follow their dreams and also get better at public speaking. And the second problem I'm solving is the water crisis, because I think it's the world's easiest problem to solve. So I put a lot of my money and efforts into getting that done as well. So I think my why is to solve as many problems as possible and to optimize my human potential. Mm-hmm. That's also a question I wanted to ask you about this the water thingy that you just mentioned recently, that you are charity water member the spring charity water what is that yeah absolutely i like how you called it water thingy but sure uh, so basically charity water is a non-profit and the goal of the non-profit is to is to live in a world where every single human being has access to clean drinking water like there i know it's pretty crazy to believe because it doesn't happen to us 10% of the human population drink brown water every day. Like the water that you would never give to your dog. There are human beings drinking this. And that's what I realized over my lifetime is this short period of living, is we're always focused on the emotion of a problem and not the logical argument of a problem. So I'll give you an example. I don't know. Um, saving koalas. That's cool. I got nothing against koalas. You know, it's great. But if I'm comparing, you know, giving 20 bucks to help a koala out, even if I eat chicken and a bunch of other animals, versus saying, hey, this person is drinking brown water every day. I don't care if a Republican, Democrat, uh, you like bad stuff, you're a bad person, good person. Everyone can agree that everyone can, should drink clean water. So I think for me, the question that people can think about, that I've figured out, like I guess the question of, is most people, Elvis, they ask themselves, what are you most passionate to solve? And I think that's a stupid question because it's general. Nobody has an answer for it. And you can be passionate about a lot of things. Your family, you know, your car, your stuff, your partner, right? You can't really build a business out of that or something interesting. Whereas with the problem question, if you ask yourself two questions, the first one, which is what does the world need you to do most right now and why? And what is the world's easiest problem to solve? 
Like what, what is the easiest thing to solve? We ask ourselves very different questions. Like we get different answers when we think about those things. So for me, I just realized that the water crisis was the world's easiest problem to solve. So in addition to solving public speaking, I wanted to put all my efforts towards getting that done as well. Okay. You know the story of 50 cent in the water? That he, no. because, <laughs> he, he <laughs> I, I recently listened to, um, I don't remember, there was uh, this uh, Lenny, Lenny something, Lenny, um, I don't remember his name, but he old, old guy, also a speaker, and he, and he interviewed, um, he also interviewed 50 Cent, and uh, 50 Cent, before he became a famous rapper, he went to a friend and he said, I want to sell water. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, he said, he said, I want to sell water, and, 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 uh, and uh, right now here, and um, I, 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 I took some um, article from it. So it's written that 50 Cent was previously one of the world's wealthiest rappers, largely thanks to his minority stake in vitamin water. So fun, right? Who, Dude, that's who, sick. I gotta start who would think about it? But, you know, hey, he started with selling water. So, you know, we all start somewhere. But I we also start somewhere. Yeah. But also, I have this question because you know, um, I also ch checked a lot of your YouTube, and you know, I feel like you know, there's no limit for what things you can say and how much you can motivate people. But uh, also, you know, when we sell product or service or something, there is two things: there is image, and there is words, right? So I have this questions like, how important is a good image against words? Yeah, for sure. I think the way that I see this, Elvis, is it all depends on what idea you're trying to convey and who you're trying to convey it to. So let's say you're trying to sell water, right? $10 water, like Voss. Those aren't familiar. It's like really expensive water that rich people buy <laughs> to rich people. So obviously, if you only got text, they won't care. That's not enough for them to go out there and buy $10 worth of water. But if you show beautiful images, celebrities drinking this water, that it's the only water that you need to drink or you're worthless, like you tie your status to that, then other rich people will go, well, I need this $10 bottle of water, even if for us that seems ridiculous because of the image or the perception of what it is. But on the other end of the spectrum, if you're a researcher and you're trying to do something really scientific and really specific, sure, images are nice, but people want to think about or look at your thought process. What are you actually trying to argue? Where's your research? Where's your data? So they want to see the facts. So this framework that we want to think about is what idea are we trying to convey and who are we trying to convey it to? So in my case, my Master Talk YouTube channel, who am I trying to convey it to? I'm trying to convey it to anybody who has an idea worth sharing. You can be eight years old, and want to raise a hundred bucks for charity you could be 55 years old and be the ceo of that charity it doesn't really matter so because my audience is very broad i need to convey my ideas and my thought process in a way that anyone can understand it so that's why i don't use a lot of technical words and that's also why i'm very casual on podcast interviews so people can see different sides of me oh that's nice that's nice i i, I have known you since the first time you reached out to me via platform that connects podcasters with the guests 
And since then, you know, I have felt like you have this unique energy of, you know, motivating people. And, you know, if, if anybody right now, you know, you should go and listen to master talks on YouTube and also, you know, go into Instagram. I love that every day you share some kind of wisdom of thought or a thing. So my question is also like, what is the thought for today? Because I haven't seen actually, your Instagram today. So that's a great question, man. Like, I think the idea is I actually don't know what the thought of today is. It's not planned. So for those who don't know what I essentially do every single day on my IG, most of them, not all the days, whenever I think about something, I just open the camera and I just go, Hey guys, this is what I'm thinking about today. Bye. It's like 20 seconds. I don't prepare it. And when I'm in my basement, I just think about it and I come and sit here and I give my little thing. So what's the message here? The message to this entire story, this conversation, essentially, if you have ideas worth sharing, is just to share them. I started Masterstruck when I was only 22 years old. Who the hell am I to share public speaking content for the world? I don't have a PhD in communication. I don't have a master's degree. I have the experience of a great speaker, but I don't have the credentials. Don't let any of that stop and get in your way. If you know something that other people don't, even if you're inspiring 50 people, people are forgetting that 50 people on social media is like if 50 people were sitting in a room listening to you. That's huge. That's amazing, right? So the key is to share stuff. So if you're somebody who wants to be an influencer my, or do you want to share ideas, my advice is start tomorrow or start yesterday. Start making stuff. The first six months of Masterhook was a shit show. Like I was in my basement. I had no money, no budget. And then over time, I got better. at. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, also like, when I first started my podcast, you know, I was also thinking like, who will listen to my podcast? But then I said like, if, if I can impact one person to do something and take a step and, and change the world, then, you know, I already have made the difference, you know, because, you know, if one person is impacted, another person can be impacted and, and it's going to chain effect. So, but, you know, getting back to today's topic, which is, uh, the message and the consistency of the message is basically my question is how to keep your message consistent because you know sometimes you know there are brands that you know have one message and then they kind of shift it along the way you know right so, so the way you need to think about this and i'll use nike as an example to think about it is they always tell the same story but the story is told through different angles so if you think about Nike, sure, they could have a, uh, an ad about a professional athlete in basketball. They have an ad about a regular person who's just running every day when it's raining. They could have an ad about, you know, women empowerment. They can have an ad about anything. But the key to Nike's story, the person they're trying to get to, is the person who competes. And competing doesn't mean being a professional athlete. It means somebody who's trying to be great, greater than they were yesterday. These are the people that Nike are trying to get into their brand. That's what Nike symbolizes, symbolizes competition. It symbolizes self-improvement. It symbolizes the future. And those themes, regardless of the ad that you see, is always the same. Another easy example I can give is Apple. If I were to summarize Apple's entire ethos in one word, the word is reinvention. This is the iPhone, we're reinventing the phone. This is the iPod, we're reinventing music. This is the Mac, we're reinventing the computer. Everything that Apple does, maybe less so today, but at least in the, in the golden days of Apple's innovative products and services, 
Apple strives on reinvention to the crazy ones who dare to dare, right? Who dare to change the world, who dare to do something. So even if the stories are different, Elvis, the central theme remains the same. So the advice I have for people is you want to start with one story. Like what's one way that you can convey your idea and then think of other ways. So what I started Master Talk was simple. Videos on public speaking tips. Okay, ums and ahs, silences, audience mastery, on and on. But then over time, I was like, I think there's a more funner way to do this. So then I had ideas about making videos on the correlations between karaoke and public speaking, dancing. I wanted some bizarre top. I made one on rappers a couple of months ago. It's going to come out next year. Like just that none, no speech coach in the industry does that. And then the other thing that I do now, I'm starting this series called How to Speak Like. So how do you speak like Simon Sinek? How do you speak like Gary Vaynerchuk? And I break down their speaking styles. But even if those topics are different, Elvis, I'm still arguing the same idea. And that idea is that anyone can be a great speaker. If I could do it, you sure can too. And uh, message, you mentioned Nike and you mentioned Apple. I mean, I, 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 since, since I'm very sorry for Steve Jobs' death and I already have mentioned before that because he was my idol. He was like the Jesus for me. Uh, who you think, which brand or company or individual have the best message? The most powerful message. That's hard. That's hard because a lot of them do. Uh, but if I had to pick my, this is a bias though. It's not mm -hmm. objective. Mm -hmm. For me, it's charity water personally. And the mm -hmm. reason is because them relative to their industry is not even comparable. I'll give you an example. Like they have this 20 minute documentary. If you watch the documentary, 25%, I think that's their numbers. Last time I checked, 20 to 25% of the people who watch the video donate to the charity after the video is over it's crazy it's mind-boggling that's how strong they are at storytelling they're very good at not just talking about the brand and hey give me money but they talk about the various aspects of what they're trying to do where does your money go who are the communities that are helping let's make a video on this water rig that explodes in africa like a like a like a water that's working like you know seeing the rig and seeing wow it's like you're there they have a documentary series for people who donate every month. They got everything, right? So they always think about the different angles and how we can get this donor to stick. And the reason I'm pointing them out specifically is I believe, based on the marketing I've seen from other nonprofits, they're just 100x ahead of their competition. So that's one in particular. But if I had to give another example, definitely the two that I mentioned. You know, I think Nike and Apple do a phenomenal job in branding and marketing. And the way that you know, by the way, uh, Seth Godin explains this really well. If Nike, right, I'm using his words now, if Nike built a hotel, you would know what it would be about. Like you would have an idea of what it would look like, how it would feel like. It would be this like, there'd be like gyms everywhere, but it would be this, you would know how it feels like. But if, I don't know, Home Depot made a new shoe, you really, you would kind of ask yourself, why are they doing that? Like, it doesn't make sense. Not to shit on Home Depot, but I think the biggest dif the difference I'm pointing out, I'm sure some of you are from Europe, are like, what is Home Depot? Right? That's the point. Versus, like, an Ikea. You know, if Ikea made a shoe, you would start to question why the shoe is there, but you would still be like, you know, if they did make a shoe, it kind of makes sense. They might make it cheaper. Like, there's still an idea. That's the difference between a logo 
and a brand. A logo is just a picture. A brand is what that logo means. Interesting. I have never thought about from that angle. Thanks for sharing that. Um, social media, we are in it. We, we cannot get away. And recently I also saw a movie, A Social Dilemma. If uh, you haven't seen it or anybody who is listening or watching this haven't seen it, definitely you must see it. I mean, it's an it's a, it's a, it's a eye-opening uh, documentary, I would say. But not about that right now. We are not IMDb. So, but what I would love to know basically is, uh, is basically, you know, there are many, many, many brands and companies, individuals and public speakers, entrepreneurs, and you name it, right? On social media. And some of them, their sales message sounds very salesy, you know, very sleazy. So uh, my message, my question is basically how to sell on a social media without actually sounding salesy. Right. So, so the point of view that I have on this is very different than most. And for me, it's simple. If you don't have valuable stuff to share, your product's probably worth nothing. That's my advice. So my opinion is you, sh you need to focus on creating value-added content. So whenever you post, people need to run towards it. You need to go, wow, Elvis is posting this week. I need to listen to what this clip says. I don't care what's happening during my day. That is what you want to do. Your content allows you to build a group of raving fans, people who love you. And that is how you build a business. So if you think about me, yeah, sure, I'm young and all that stuff. But the one thing I give myself credit for is I'm the most generous speech coach in the world. There is nobody on earth currently who is sharing the level of knowledge I am for free. Like nobody is doing that. So obviously in the short term, you know, the next three months. That's a terrible idea. You know, Brendan, you're giving away all this content for free. Like, it's, you're not going to be able to monetize anything. But over the long term, it's the best decision I can ever make because people who can't afford me or people who don't know me, I can build trust with them without them ever meeting me. So let's say somebody gets on my YouTube channel and their initial thinking is, this guy's a scam artist. This guy's trying to sell you something. You watch four or five videos and you go, wow, Brendan's a really nice guy, even if you never met me. And that's the point. You want to create your content in the sense that if somebody watched five pieces of my content or just one, would I be able to convert them from somebody who doesn't know me to someone who absolutely can't live without me? And if you can do that in one interaction, that is how you build a seven, eight figure business, in my opinion, in the fastest possible way. And if you do it in two or three pieces of content, you're still pretty good. Yeah. Now, no, your content is is unique. I mean, it's 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 different. It's I like the the examples that you use and how natural it sounds. It doesn't sound salesy. It sounds yeah. It makes sense for people who wants to understand actual right. the message that you're trying to. Right. And forget salesy. I don't even sell anything. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> just hey, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean they are they are nice. I mean you, people have to have to see it and know about you and I think people know about you already because you have a what 3500 followers on YouTube now? Yeah, something like that. One of the people who you you asked me to get 100 subscribers and I'm struggling with getting that 100. I'm at 75 I think something like that. But you know, I'm playing long game, right? Uh, talking about long game, do you play long game or you do, play, do you play short game? 
If I was playing a short game, Elvis, we wouldn't be having this conversation for no, free. No, of course not. <laughs> I'm just, you know. The, the, key, the, the key for that people need to understand is almost everybody who is successful, not everyone, but I would say in most cases, play extremely long games. What this means is they're very patient. But what I want to push here is they're aggressively patient. So patient doesn't mean sitting in your basement for 10 years and hoping for the best. Patient means I'm going to hustle. Look, I'm going to put in the work. And then over time, incrementally, it'll lead to exponential success. So let's say now, you know, for the first 10,000 subscribers, it's not easy, right? You know, you got to push, 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 mm -hmm. interviews, do a bunch of stuff. But over time, especially when you get at the 10K mark, those, most of those subscribers, at least in my case, they're people I built relationships one-on-one -on -one with. So after the 10K mark, I kind of go back to them and I say, hey, can you share this episode with like five other people? And then all of a sudden, the blink of an eye, you become a 10-year overnight success where you go from like 10 to 50 and then 50 to 500. And you're kind of just like, wow, like this branded guy like grew in like two years. No, no, no. It took a long time. Like I've been coaching people since I was 19. I'm 24 now. So I'm like a five. If, I, if I'm successful next year, I'm a six-year overnight success. So the point that I'm driving is that long games changes the way that you build relationships with people. If I was trying to get Elvis as a client tomorrow, right, I'd be focused on, I can either sell them today or I can't sell them at all. But if I say, oh, this is a long-term relationship here with Elvis, then I'm saying, how can I add value to Elvis? Right? So that if seven years down the line, it doesn't even need to be a client. If he introduces me, he becomes this big podcaster and introduces me to the biggest podcast in the world that you can only get in through invitation. Well, he's going to recommend me first. Right? So I think that's the key. You need to play long-term games with people and that's how you get long-term results. Because if you play short-term games, you can't build relationships with the best and most important people in the world. Yeah. I'm definitely playing long game because, you know, I'm not monetizing. I'm just, you know, I'm enjoying because, you know, I'm learning from it and it's my own, you know, I like to share the journey that I'm going and I like that there are supporters who are cheering for, you know, and saying like, oh, thank you for, you know, doing that and doing this. And, you know, that's, that's, that's my payment, you know, at the current moment. Let's see future. But um, getting back to this uh, consistency, you know, the importance of consistency which I put it in a, like um, soft science. What's your comment on that? Yeah, I, the way that I would spin it. Imagine if Apple only had one ad and then never threw an ad again. Would people still buy Apple products? The answer is yes, but they'll probably buy a lot less products because the people who are growing up don't know what Apple is. The key to messaging is not just having the right idea and sharing it in different angles, but sharing it a lot, sharing it all the time, sharing it everywhere, sharing it as many times as you can so people notice you. So my POV or my point of view on consistency is if you're not consistent, you're dead. Right? People will forget you. That's why with MasterTalk particularly, I write my content years in advance. The reason I do this is to make sure I never miss a week because my audience is counting on me to show up every Sunday and the last thing I want to do is to break that promise. But if that applies to your company, that's the same thing. If you don't communicate your vision to the world in a podcast or in a different format, who else will do it for you? The answer is nobody. 
So you need to go out there and build your raving fan base. You need to go out there and push the boundaries of what you can do so that you can consistently share what you care about so that people know who you are, what you do and how they can help you. So, so you, I just listened to you and you said you have written your plan for years to come. So, so you have like a scripts for, for, for how many years in front already? Yeah, that's correct. Elvis. So as of today, I have content until October of 2022. So I'm around two years ahead right now. And the reason I do that is because public speaking content is really hard to create consistently every week. Because at what point, like, what do you say? Like, I'm Zainaz, silences, but then what? Like, what do I do? So that's why I create a lot of this stuff uh, years in advance. And I write a YouTube video every single day. So that way it allows me to stay ahead of the curve and focus on quality rather than quantity. But that's because I know what my niche is. And that's not true for everybody. I think what I'll say in general, is you want to create something consistently and it could be terrible. So let's say you want to start a YouTube channel or a podcast. Here's what you should do. You should figure out if it's for you. Every week, what I would do is I would record a video on your phone, post it every week. No editing, nothing. You just post it every week. If you can't do this for eight weeks, you probably shouldn't be a content creator. You won't do well in the space because you need to keep showing up. But if at the end of the eight weeks, you're like, I love this. This is cool. Like I'm adding value to this, this guy in Latvia and he's like listening to my stuff. This is cool. Even if I'm not making money, then you start getting to more strategic stuff. Like for the first year of my YouTube channel, Elvis, I never edited a single one of my videos and all of those videos were in my mother's basement. You can just go see my channel. You can see all the old crap that I was putting out. But then over time, I realized what the bigger vision of this thing was. And then I invested a lot of money into production and I started taking a lot more seriously. I should, I will definitely check out those basement videos. I'm, I'm very curious right now because I didn't go that far in your YouTube channel, but you know, I mean, I like the, the consistency and I like every day that, you know, I open my Instagram and there's Brandon master talks. Always there's something listen you know and it's it's like it's really uplifting and it's really like you the way you explain it's like it makes total sense you know it makes like even you know a kid would understand would say if he was into business and entrepreneurship and you know self growth and all those kind of things Dude, but, absolutely and one thing i want to push here like for everyone to listen you mm -hmm. don't need a million people following all you need is a thousand people like Elvis who are committed, who will watch you every day, who will always be there. And 1%, 2%, maybe even 5% of those people will convert into customers and you have a business. That's it. It's not about being salesy. It's about adding value to a bunch of people. And then a bunch of people just give you business and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. The other thing I want to talk about is the definition of value. How do I come up with these kind of things every day? I'm sure you like listen to my stuff and you're like, how does it come up with this stuff? Let me give you the best definition of value I've ever heard by this guy named Chris Doe, who is the founder of this YouTube channel called The Future. Very successful. He has like 800K subscribers. Basically, what he says about his videos is that the definition of value is tell me something I don't already know. I can go onto my Instagram and say, hey, guys, don't give up. Follow your dreams. Is that terrible advice? No. But are there 10 million other people saying that? Yes. But if I go onto a camera and I go, by the way, passions are stupid. People are going to go, oh, whoa, nobody says that. Think about the value that only you can add. And a question you can use to figure this out is what are the truths that you believe in 
that most people disagree with you on. Because every unique idea stems from controversy. It's something that you believe to be true that most people don't. And that's what leads to the innovative thought and being a thought leader in the first place. Interesting. I have so much to learn from you right now during this, what, 30 minute talk already and from, you know, your YouTube and your uh, Instagram. Just go for it. I mean, you have written for two years, so I'm going to follow you for next many years and you'll never run out of, of whatever, right? That's the case. But, you know, brands, personal brands, individuals, you know, how to find actually your personal voice or brand voice, you know, because, you know, some, some, some people struggle with it. What's your advice on that? Okay. Let me give some simple advice that will put you in the top 10% of the industry easily. Okay. Nobody does this. And it's shocking. What is professional photography? I think it's insane that there's so many people who want to build personal brands and don't have a professional photographer. These people aren't expensive. And I guarantee you, you have a friend that's willing to do this for free. If you give them something else in return, you need to invest in professional photography. I know this sounds stupid, but I'm saying it because 90% of people don't do it and they expect to grow a brand without looking sharp in their photos and in their captions. Because remember, whatever you put out there is what is reflected on you. So if your videos look terrible, if the way that you, obviously if you're getting started, that's different. But if you're like two years into it and you still haven't like gotten new photos, like you need to think about this. Other thing is design. And what design means is what do your captions look like? Like for example, every one of my thumbnails on my YouTube channel, I don't make them. I pay someone else to do it because I can't design like they do, right? He's like a super famous TikTok painter. Makes a lot of money sending, selling like uh, celebrity paintings and stuff. He makes all my thumbnails. I get a discount because he's my friend. So, But the key is you need to invest in design, right? The Master Talk logo that I have, the way that I you know, the art of the channel, when you look at it, that all matters to people because that's what allows you to charge a lot of money for coaching. Because if you're trying to charge $5,000 for coaching and your design looks terrible, people are going to think you're a scam. That's the second thing. The third thing is who do you want to be? Who do you want to be and what do you want to convey as a brand? So for me, when I started, I was very intentional about what I wanted to do. I wanted to create the best body of knowledge on public speaking that ever existed in the history of humanity. Very simple, I know, not simple, but very clear of what I wanted to do. So all of my attention was on creating that knowledge. And then for fun on Instagram, I do like my personal development stuff, but on YouTube, that's the intention. And that's what I'm trying to build. So you need to ask yourself, what are you trying to do with your personal brand? How, what are you trying to build? What's your end game? In 10 years, if you keep doing this, what do you want that state to be? So I'm very clear about what I want. And that's why I'm able to execute really effectively. But if you don't know why, if you just want to be famous or something, trust me, you won't last very long in this space. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I like your style. Unfortunately, due to, due to copyrights, I cannot share your um, Instagram, you know, like scroll through. But, you know, people who are listening, you should definitely go and check the the Nasser Talks Instagram. And I like, you know, that whatever you are, you are this casual, cool guy with the cool things. And then you open this Instagram and you're like, just like, you know, 
no business walks, nothing. Just like, hey guys, you know, today's today's topic or today's you know thought. Love it, love it. Just keep it. And uh, as the closing thing, you know, you we have you have shared a lot of things, and I'll definitely recap it, and I re- really will definitely you know listen over because you know for me it's also like a learning thing from every guest that I host. But what is the last thing you would love to leave us before you share your social media uh, links and people where you can find you? What are some of the tips, tricks, or any learnings that you haven't already shared with us that would uh, say, let's say, key activities that would recommend other entrepreneurs to say succeed with their goals in life? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'll end with the book recommendation and uh, my favorite life lesson. Mm-hmm. So the book recommendation is, is Scott's memoir. So Charity Waters founder has a book called Thirst by Scott Harrison. It's how he built the organization, how he thought about it. I think that the guy's a mastermind at branding, marketing, storytelling. And you should always learn from people who have harder than you. Nonprofits are interesting to learn from because they have less resources than we do. They have tighter budgets. They have donors who are yelling at them. And they still need to create the same brand that a Nike does that have billions of dollars to spend. So it's always interesting to learn from people who have less than you. So I highly recommend Thirst by Scott Harrison. It's the best book I've ever read. For myself, though, life lesson. My favorite quote of all time is, be insane or be the same. If you made it this far into the conversation, for some reason, you care about what I have to say, which I don't understand. You probably want to make a difference. You probably want to do something different with your life. So my advice is simple here. The only way to do that is to be crazy. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid started a YouTube channel, not on vlogging, not on pranking, not on comedy, but on public speaking and communication tips. Then he went on to coach CEOs of companies at 23. But at the same time, I still live in my mother's basement. I'm having this very conversation on the mattress that I sleep on. I don't own a car and I'm not going to move out of my mother's house for another seven years. Why do any of those decisions make any sense at all? And that is the point. When all of the decisions only make sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you're probably making the right call. Love it. Love it. I will thank you, Brandon, for this amazing, inspiring, super fun talk that uh, we just shared over uh, a half an hour and a little bit more over it. I definitely know that the listeners and the viewers will definitely enjoy, and I definitely advise everybody to contact Brandon. Just, you know, have a talk or anything. Just, you know, give him a chance. He will change your life. Right. And uh, I will thank you for joining me today for this uh, lovely Saturday day. Right now in Latvia, it's a super warm. Looks like outside super warm. So I hope it's the same in Montreal. Uh, everybody, please remember, stay safe. I know that the Corona wave number 2.0 is coming and it's taking over the world in a rapid speed. You make it sound like an iPhone. Yeah, I know. Hey. 
But um, now, as a final things, let let everybody know how people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. For those who want to get in touch and you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's Master Talk in one word. You would just type it up and it'll appear. And if you want to send me a message directly on Instagram, it's at Master Your Talk. And you could send me questions, comments, insults, complaints. I'm always open for anything. Love it. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, everybody who listened and watched this talk. I hope you got some valuable thoughts. I definitely did, as I mentioned before. And uh, is there anything else you would love to say as a final 30 seconds? Like a final, we, final thought? Cut it, cut it before we cut it. Yeah, uh, you know, I think, I think we're good with what we have. But I think what I'll say is if you have an idea with sharing, I don't care if it's a cupcake recipe. I don't care if it's a company you want to start or a nonprofit you want to help. My advice is share it because you don't have a lot of time left on earth to do it. So I hope the videos that I have help you be, I hope that I can be the bridge to help you share those ideas to the world. Thank you, Brandon, once more. And uh, I will wish you a great day. I wish everybody have a super lovely rest of the day, rest of the evening or anywhere who else is listening because it's, we're living in a completely different time zones. And uh, thanks. Thanks once more. I'll say bye to everybody. Goodbye.